Hey y'all, I'm Kendallin. And I'm Brandy. And you're now tuned in to God and Lemonade. Hey y'all, we would love to connect with you. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at God and Lemonade and send your questions to details at GodandLemonade.com. Now let's get to the show. Hey girl, hey. Hey. Hey, Bonita. I'm back. <laughs> Thank y'all for having me. Right, wait. <laughs> you just got right into it, okay? You're just like, let me do my own intro. Okay, well, she's back, as she said. So... You guys know Benita from, at this point, I don't even know what episode it was, but we talked about how friends can influence your walk, and yeah, so she's back again to have another conversation with me, so thank you. No problem. I'm actually glad to be here. Yay. Okay, so we are currently in this relationship series, right? And so, um, series in the sense that all the all the episodes will be about relationships in some way because this has no particular order to it. So the first week we talked about just a general conversation about how uh, our experiences shape what happens in our relationships. So like life experience as a younger person, you know, kind of determine who we are in relationships. And then... Um, Last week, we talked about how to live single God's way and just be happy with being single, you know, if you're a person who happens to be in that situation. And so obviously, relationships kind of span many different areas of our lives, but we want to focus on the romantic side of it. Uh, But all these things can probably be applied to like friendships or whatever as well. So yeah, so today... Continuing the conversation, um, I wanted to get into the topic of our personal behavior in relationships um, and how, you know, one day, you know, well, first of all, you get into it and you're like the sweet girl from the South Side, okay? And then... (laughs) You need to arrange right the end of it. Right, in the middle of it. And by the end of it, you like the crazy girl who needs to have on a straight jacket, Okay. And so I really want to talk about, um, you know, what that looks like, how we get to that point, why it's dangerous to be there, right? right? To get into like this crazy space. So uh, we mentioned before that a lot of times in relationship issues, we tend to blame the other person for like everything that has gone wrong with us, Right. right? So he cheated on me. So that's why I had to like, I don't know kick the door down in his house or whatever. You know, everything is always about somebody else. But, you know, at some point, you have to sit back and be like, what did I do? Like, how did I lose myself in in this situation? And so that's what we want to get in today. All right. So basically, how not to be cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs (laughs) when you're in a situation. That's true. And so when you think about... um, negative behavior in a relationship like what type of things come to mind for you not like a personal experience but like overall like what do you think about um i think that over somebody who feels like clinging clinging Mm -hmm. 
And I don't mean in the sense of you, of course, when you're in a relationship, you, you genuinely want to be with that person. But yeah. the, the, the sense of feeling like you need to be with that person all the time. Right. Um, I think it's one thing I feel like it's a negative behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think overall, like just to kind of backtrack a little bit, I believe that we get to a point where we start to act out in a negative light because we're we're looking for hope in the wrong place. Right. And that's kind of what I mentioned in the first episode of this series. It's like you're putting all your hopes, your dreams, your desires in a physical person right. when it should be in God. And that's what, um, you know, Robin and Brittany and I talked about last week is that, you know, you have to find that peace and hope and rest in him. And we talked a little bit about, you know, kind of surface level of things that we went through or things that we did and how we had mm-hmm. to get over it and be okay with being single. But now I think it's time to get into the nitty gritty, okay? So I think clinging can be, clinginess can be one one big thing too. And I know for me, um, it was almost like when I was with somebody and they weren't, I guess, quote unquote, loving me or treating me the way that I felt they should, then I felt like I had to do things to make them do that. Right. Or always having to like check up on a person. So I guess something that would be very common is like if a guy, if you suspected like somebody you were with was cheating, then what do we naturally do? We got to find out. Right. Okay. We got to become detectives. Exactly. The investigator. (laughs) Real quick, okay. Nobody's degree, okay. But you know that street experience might <laughs> be worth more sometimes. That's one thing about a woman when she thinks her man is cheating, she will find it, okay. And so this is just from a female's perspective. Obviously, there are males who have been, you know, and and on on the opposite opposite side of this. But we're just talking from yeah, our I, point, yeah. Um, and so let's just say, let's just give him a name, okay, Bobby, okay, Bobby. He's cheating on me, all right? Or I think he is. Or he just acting strange, you know. He got his cell phone turned down, you know, all the time. Turned, you know, upside down so you can't really see, like, what's happening, what pops up on the screen. Um, You know, if he's on his phone, like, it's like you can't see it. It's always turned a strategic mm-hmm. way. You know, we start noticing a lot of stuff. We do. <laughs> when you get with somebody. Mm-hmm. And so now you got to figure out, well, why is he doing this? Okay. And so then we become detectives of America. And then you start going through phones. And so you got to be clever when you go through the phone now. Because you can't be out here getting caught. Right. <laughs> and so just like. Maybe you were with Bobby for two years, and let's say you did it those entire two years, and then you and Bobby break up, and you get with somebody else, and he might be, like, a decent guy, but you still have, like, now you have, like, this fear inside of you mm-hmm. that what if he just set his phone down on mistake, and it flipped face down, and so now you're like, oh, he must be out here doing something. I got to see what he's doing, and then you just become, like, obsessed with having to figure something out. Right. But then the crazy thing is, like, once you figure it out, most people still stay. Right. Most people stay when they figure out a whole lot of things. (laughs) Right. And so it's just kind of like, you know, let's say five or six years of doing that, maybe with the same person or with different people. You know, you find yourself sometimes looking in the mirror and thinking, like, who am I? Right. You lose yourself. Yeah. 
And so that's one thing that's been kind of like, I think a lot of people probably do that, like trying to go through phones or asking people like, who's texting you? Who's doing this? Or let me search our social media. Let me see what's in those DMs. But it's like, if, if this is really a situation that God has put together, do you really have to do all that? Right. That's the question you have to ask yourself. Yeah. So have you had any personal moment that you had to like look back on yourself? Like when you were, cause you're married now, but when you were dating that you were just like, uh, <laughs> like, why did I just do this? <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. Um, I have, and in hindsight, when you when I sit back and look at who I was back then, mm-hmm. I, I'm just like, wow. But the question, I, I think me and you had this conversation the other day, and we were like, well, why do you get to that place? How do you get to that place mm-hmm. where you become almost as if it's, a, it's almost like an out-of-body experience because you start doing things that, well, some of y'all probably do it anyway, but I'm just saying, for the most part, most of us don't do this regularly. But when we get into <laughs> these toxic relationships, yeah, um, we just start doing things that, you know, the same person probably would not do. Yeah. Um, and thank God for, uh, I always say thank God for looking over me and just covering me during these crazy times. Mm-hmm. Because Lord knows where I would be. But, um... Just going back to what you were saying, I think that I think for me it always has to be like when I go when when I'm in this stage in my life and I look back at think some of the things that I have went through or I have done that I'm not very proud of. Mm-hmm. I always ask myself, well, how did you get to that point? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I was. I remember the other day I was talking and I said, you know, one of the biggest things is sex. Yeah, and that is, and I feel like God has created. Like you were just saying not too long ago, like sex is so awesome. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a, a time, mm-hmm. a place, a person mm-hmm. that is made for. Right. And I think that the problem is you start sharing this hmm. with just whoever. Right. And especially us as women, naturally we're emotional mm-hmm. and we, we get attached. Mm-hmm. And see... You get attached, and that's why he says, "Don't." Ha- you, that's why you're not supposed to have sex before you get married, because mm-hmm. you won't be having all these issues you're having about, you know, clinging on to this man and going through his phone and who you're talking to, because, you know, you've been coming home to me, but you're going home to Sally Hoo Hoo and doing whatever over there too. Yeah, that emotional connection. Yeah, is what sometimes makes us lose, in my opinion makes some of us lose our minds. Yeah. So I think, like, just to kind of go from the beginning, it starts with this desire to, like, have a situation, um, to to have somebody care about you or love you. And then you get into, um, you get into the situation and then you start doing all of this stuff to, quote, unquote, keep the situation, mm-hmm. right? And so now you're putting resources, time, effort and your body into into something prematurely because we're doing this before we get married and so you do all that just to find out that this fool Hmm. is out here talking to somebody or dating someone or whatever people do behind your back and so instead of just realizing that like first of all i'm a queen or king you know and i can walk away from this Mm -hmm. because i take i'm not married so i have the ability to walk away we stay in it 
and try to control it with our foolishness. So we start arguments mm-hmm. and we think that like, oh, because I went through your phone and I caught you or because this happened and, and I can put it in your face that that's going to change a person's behavior. Mm-hmm. But it's never going to change their behavior. And I, I do think a part of it, it, it is like in your mind, like I've done all this for you. I've given all this to you. All these years of my life has been wasted with you. <laughs> this whole one year. Right. This whole four months of my life mm-hmm. has been wasted because in four months, I have given you everything that you probably should have not gotten, first of all, until you got a ring and beyond, you know, until I got a ring and beyond, you know. And so now I'm sitting here broken and looking crazy and trying to control you. Right. And so I think most of the time in those situations, when you do find something that happened, it doesn't change. Like they keep doing it and you keep having the same conversations. I I dated somebody and it got to a point, it was like every week, like, why are we having the same conversations? about like the same stuff that you're doing and so that was always my question to him and really I should have been asking myself girl like why are you even wasting your energy being in this space having these same conversations like you don't have to be here so you should just chunk it up you know and get out of it so I don't even know if you can hear this um it was something on social media where Tony Braxton and her sisters were discussing about men cheating. Mm-hmm. And she had said something about, uh, I really don't want to uh, quote it or misquote it, but it was in reference to whether if you're going to go and look at all his stuff and find out that he's cheating on you, mm-hmm. but then you're going to stay with him, mm-hmm. then you just let him cheat in peace. Right. <laughs> right. I mean You know what I'm saying? So right. it's like you're gonna go over here, you're gonna watch that he he don't he's he has a baby with another woman, he's cheated with so and so, he's done this and done that. Yet you're gonna come back home, you're gonna yell, you're gonna break everything in the house, and then he's gonna come back and say I'm sorry and you're gonna say, Okay, baby, I love you too. Right. Where do we why do we get to that point? Yeah, that like we, you know, I, I talked about this before, that it's just a lack of validation of who we are as people, that you are a king, you're a queen, you're important, like right. nobody should ever step over you, people should respect you, mm-hmm. you know, we should go by what love really is and what love mm-hmm. says it is in the Bible, and, you know, I think a lot of us out here claim love, but that's not love, like right. love is an action word, and so... If anybody is out here doing something that's the complete opposite of that, then they don't love you. Right. <laughs> they just don't. They don't, right. you know, either they intentionally or unintentionally just they don't, mm-hmm. you know. And so you have to get to the point where you think more of yourself because the more you accept that, like, you're telling that person it's okay to do this. Right. Like, okay, let him cheat in peace. Then that makes him feel like it's mm-hmm. okay Mm-hmm. To cheat, which right. it, it, I guess it is okay if all you do is like continue to have arguments. Exactly. But I know the danger in that is that, you know, then you start creating a very negative space for yourself. Mm-hmm. And you look around one day and you're like, who am I? And then the people who know you are looking at you like, mm-hmm. who are you? Right. Like, where did your light go? Mm-hmm. Or where did your smile go? Mm-hmm. And you done left it all in this craziness when you could have left. 
Exactly. Instead of almost going to jail. Right. And it's funny to, like, look at social media to see, like, the things that I think that people kind of promote um, on social media that people really, like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Like, um, if you watch, like, the people who are, like, social media uh, comedians or whatever, or probably real comedians. I don't know. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> um, I saw, I remember watching a video where, like, a girl was in a car with her man, like you know, mm-hmm. and like, she didn't like how her man spoke to like a girl that he was supposed to be friends with from high school, and she started acting a fool. And I'm just like, this is the culture that we promote because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, you can't control him. Mm-hmm. It would what should really be happening is you should trust. The person you're with enough to know that whatever he or she does when you're not there, like, it's all going to be a positive representation of your relationship. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't have that, you you can't make somebody do it. No, you can't. Right. You could just walk, walk away. Um, and so I know for me, girl, we'll be here all night if I were to... <laughs> To talk about some of the foolishness that I have done. And it's so funny because I feel like when I was in college especially, like, because sometimes people can be very manipulative and they'll be like, oh, oh, you're crazy. You're crazy. You know, not realizing, you know, in my mind it's like, well, you're the reason that I'm being crazy or quote unquote crazy. Don't call me crazy. Like, you know, over here like freaking out because like somebody called me crazy. But really it is crazy. And the, the insane part about it is that you stay in. Yeah. And you don't have to. <laughs> okay. Mm. We're in such a um, beautiful position when you don't have a ring on your finger mm-hmm. to bounce up out that thing whenever you choose. I was talking to one of my friends last night, and we were kind of like, I guess we kind of, like, agreed to disagree in the conversation because, you know, her thoughts were, well, if you're in a serious relationship, like, I guess two years or so where you put in time and you've invested things, like, you've done stuff for the person, that if they do something that you're really not fond of at this point, it's like, oh, I'm not going to walk away. And I was like, uh-huh, I don't know why not. <laughs> what was her rationale for not wanting to walk away? Um, I think it was just the investment that she had put in it. Like, um, well, did it, you get anything for your investment? Well, what was I, the product of your investment? I guess just feeling like the time I have put in. No, I get what you're saying yeah. because that, that was my thought years ago mm-hmm. but my point is if your investment is not getting you a ring you have not invested anything that's a poor investment correct okay and that was that's my opinion it's just like if you no 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 no. i don't care how long we have been together because a lot of us feel like oh like i've already given you so much time like i can't i can't get that time back so let me just keep moving mm-hmm. forward and see how we can push through this mm-hmm. But I mean, okay, so and you that was me. I used to feel like that. Yeah, you know, because I'm I'm always used to being in like long relationships, so I always felt like I, that's why I could understand where she was coming from, mm-hmm. where you feel like you have poured so much into this relationship and time, mm-hmm. and your whole point of you pouring time is because you're hoping to get 
the end product of a ring. Mm-hmm. And everybody's different, but for the most part, we women, especially at this point in our lives, that's what you're hoping for. And so you feel like you're investing into something. So it's not easy. At least you don't feel like it's easy for you to just walk away. Right. But we have to get to a point because nobody has these, have, no, people don't have these conversations enough. Right. To make people feel like we have taken, we like you were saying just um, not long ago about us having, us as women having a lot of control or power that we don't even utilize. Girl, we don't use it at all. Girl, they used to go to war for women specifically. Like, oh, you took this woman of mine. You know, Helen of Troy is one of my favorite movies. So that's like the original movie, like from Troy, uh, like the black and white version. That's my movie. <laughs> um, but the whole reason they were like at odds was over a woman you know mm-hmm. what i mean and she wasn't doing nothing but mm-hmm. just there being pretty child mm-hmm. <laughs> and so i'm just like dang if you just knew the power that you have not even as a woman but just as a human being who was created for a purpose mm-hmm. um that god has put in you you wouldn't be out here accepting this foolishness mm-hmm. and I definitely get that time is like such a valuable thing, but I also feel like, dang, like I could I could die tomorrow. Would I really be satisfied like as I'm dying, you know, to think that I spent this amount of time and I never walked away to see what I really could mm-hmm. have. You know, time is God's. Yeah. And so I, I really want people to get out of this idea that, oh, well, like I've already put 30 years into this and so I can't let it go. If you still have breath in your lungs, Okay, and you can call on the name of God, you can start something new. You definitely can. Period. Like, I don't care how long you've done it, you always have choices, you always have options. Mm-hmm. And I think for some reason, the world has a funny way of making us think we don't have options anymore. Mm-hmm. But we do. Okay. Um, I think about uh, Sarah Jakes Roberts book uh i don't know if this, i don't think this is our first book but lost and found mm-hmm. um and she talks about mm-hmm. that journey of her crazy moment mm-hmm. where she so was her mama had to come get, her mama had to come get her and right. <laughs> they got that police calling her at her own house mm-hmm. you know so i think just being emotionally attached in situations where we know this does not feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not to say that every day will be like peaches and creams, but you know mm-hmm. when something isn't right. You know if a person is telling you, oh, Benita, I'm committed to you. Mm. You're the only one. It's me and you, girl. We're about to ride this thing out. Right. And then you happen to like sneak out the bed at 2 a.m. to look through <laughs> just so my phone and see. <laughs> just so happen, you know, just so <laughs> Just so I happened to set an alarm and look through my phone at 2 a.m. and see that I'm also telling somebody else that why is it that, like, we don't at that moment be like, I got to go. Right. Because now I'm being lied to. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, just think of it biblically. You'd be like, this person is double-minded. <laughs> right. And you have to be careful with that because let me tell you this. What ends up happening is we get stuck on um, – potential of what someone can be and so we try to hold on and hold on and then what ends up happens yeah okay let's just say he gives you the ring okay because you invested into this and he gives you the ring and now you think you're happy and then you marry him and now you're in a whole different situation because now when it was easy for you to get up and leave hmm. now you realize like 
that potential I thought I was marrying (laughs) has not came yet. Right, right. And (laughs) first of all, it's my whole life, okay? Okay. I'm like the potential queen, all right? And I think a big part of it is because what I do in my profession. Mm -hmm. But I had to have a come to Jesus moment with myself and be like, girl, you get paid to work with people for this. But your personal life is different and you need to take it more seriously and stop playing these games. And so it's not the fact that like, Potential as in, oh, well, he's not a millionaire yet or she's not a millionaire yet. Um, And she can be because you can see that from a person's work ethic. But when you're with a person that you don't even see a good work ethic about themselves or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, then I don't know what will make you think that at some point they're going to be a millionaire. So at that point, you need to stop thinking potential. Okay. Like if there's no evidence... (laughs) Oh, he says he loves me, but I know he's cheating. But when we get married, it's going to all stop. Girl. Because he's going to really, you know, because because he's marrying me, mm-hmm. he's telling me he's going to stop, right? Potential. That's that potential. You got to be careful with that. Yeah. And, of course, again, to, you know, say this one more time, this is for both male and females, but obviously we're female, so we speak from mm-hmm. our perspective. Yeah, but that, that potential, ooh, girl, gets you caught up every time. You know, potential had me a couple of times you know, thinking like oh I want to be married to this person mm-hmm. um, and I think too it was more so not even like just the potential but just uh, the fact that being in circles with people who are, there? are dating or who are married mm-hmm. um, and getting engaged and you look around and you like well dang I'm with you so why don't you marry me not even knowing what you asking for mm-hmm. and that's why girl Travis <laughs> Travis Green's song, You Keep Me, like, when I tell you the immediate times that I have, like, played that song and just been, like, in tears because, like, honestly, if God would have given me what I've asked for, Mm -hmm. I would have been divorced, like, seriously, Mm -hmm. or miserable. Right. Like, living in pure misery, trying to Mm -hmm. figure out how do I make this work. And so... I think that's why the conversation we had last week was important uh, for people who are single to realize that you're in such a a beautiful position. Right. You know, especially once you get it right. Like if you follow God and Mm -hmm. you all right, I got it, God, I got it. We're on the same page. I know what I'm supposed to do. You're Mm -hmm. in a good position Mm -hmm. versus before. Girl, if I would have got some of the stuff that I thought that I wanted and I'd even want it for the person, which is like real online. I just wanted it because I wanted the the title mm-hmm. to feel like I had it. But I'm like, now that I think about it, why do I want to do that with a person that treats me poorly? Right. On purpose. Right. Let me tell you, after the first time, it's not a mistake. Okay? <laughs> like, you know, people be, you know, how many how many apologies does it take? Right. And I think, I, I think that's something me and you discussed before. I think you have to get to a point Whatever stage you are in in your life, whether you are single or whether mm-hmm. you are married, you have to get to a point where you actually take ownership of what area you, whatever position you are at that point. Mm-hmm. So if it's singleness that you are, if that if that's the particular part of your life that you're in, then enjoy and embed yourself and embrace singleness. Right. Okay. Because I'm 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 pretty sure I can almost guarantee there's a married person around the corner who's wishing like. They were single again. Right. 
So, and I think that God has set places and set times, and it's for a reason because when you're in your singleness, it's not only to embrace that moment, but it's also for preparation. Right. You know, so it's not just about, oh, I love being single, so I don't have anybody to be accountable to, um, to, but it's also to be like, it's time for me to know what a wife is and to get ready for that. Right. Because marriages aren't easy, and so in that time or in that set place, he's giving you the opportunity to get ready mm-hmm. and to be ready. Mm-hmm. And I think that you have to embrace that because if God hasn't given, if, if God hasn't given you that man or that woman yet, it's because he hasn't deemed that you're ready for that or to fill that position or the husband or the wife he has for you isn't ready yet. Right. So it's not, it may not necessarily be you. It may just be that person he has for you isn't ready yet. Right. And then you have to tell yourself, be patient, grasshopper. <laughs> be real patient because, yeah. girl, like, just to think of, like, some of the things that I have personally done, okay? I'm just going to talk about myself. It's just like, why would you want to have a long-term commitment to that? Right. When a person clearly does not respect you. Okay, and I probably have done it all. Okay, as sweet as I look. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, we all could probably put something in the books. Girl, you would be surprised. So, right. So we're okay, so we're at this point now. Let's just say that, um, because I feel like me and you can give two perspectives. Um, you can give one from someone who's single mm-hmm. and I can give one from somebody who's married. So if there's someone who's dealing with this right now, mm-hmm. cray cray. Okay. Mm-hmm. How do you how how can they get past that or through that? Well, I think the first step, because the first step for me was, um, as I said before, was really sitting back and taking responsibility for my part in it. Like, it really wasn't like, I mean, obviously, first of all, you got to walk away, okay? You have to make a decision to actually walk away, because there ain't no, (laughs) I'm about to say, never mind, (laughs) there's no man in the world, okay, none of the parts that he has is great enough to keep you in some foolishness, right? And so you have to first decide to actually walk away. And when you walk away, you have to then be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And not about them. Like, you have to take the person out of the situation and say, like, what was wrong with Kendallin in this situation? Not as in, like, what's wrong with me? Like, why he didn't want me? But, like, right. what was wrong that I even, like accepted this craziness like so I think you have to ask yourself that question and then you have to really take the time to like get to the root of the issue right and so you have to dig deep really with yourself so reflection is very important yeah and you have to like give yourself time like you can't get out of one situation and jump into another situation because a lot of times I think sometimes what we discover is the root. It really isn't the root. Right. Like it goes back a lot deeper. Mm-hmm. And I talked about that in the first part of this series is that for a lot of us as childhood, things are just like a lack of guidance, just not knowing, you know, mm-hmm. ignorance, I guess would be a word to use. Um, and so once you figure out what the real, you know, why would I sit there and accept things like this? Why would I then risk my reputation or, you know, compromise my character? Because I'm out here chasing people down the street or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. crazy cussing people out for, mm-hmm. for, you know, for the culture. Whatever you have done that is just, like, not okay. Right. Um, then you have to figure out, like, why 
was I willing to do that because somebody did that to me? Right. Like, why did that hurt so much? And mm-hmm. once you discover why it hurt so much, then you have to let God heal those areas. And I think you do that by, first of all, speaking the word over your life. Um, and it's some For me, I don't think, like, I knew the word, you know, enough to be like, all right, I follow God. But I don't think I knew it enough to be like, this applies to me. Like, he's talking about me. Right. So you really have to dig deep into the word and speak it over your life every day. And just be very intentional about that. And I think when you're intentional, you do it daily, like, the Holy Spirit does the rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think you also have to... um believe in the promises God has for you. Hmm, and I think that is so, so, so important. I always, whenever I talk to um, some of my friends or whoever, I always say that I think the biggest thing is knowing that the promises God has for you, he hmm. has for you. And you cannot, don't ever get to a point where you feel like you should have anything less than that. Hmm. And I think that's the thing is that we accepting anything when God has asked, has said that he's going to give you great greater than what you're what you're trying to accept i mean that's one of the biggest things that i that i see is that we just we get to a point where we just accepting just anything and that's not what god has for us yeah and i for me i think what i learned like in my late 20s what god's promises were i mean when i really started to like feel it deep down inside i was like okay god like i understand Mm -hmm. who you who you're saying i am and what i should have um you know, you still go through a phase where you compromise that because mm-hmm. you, you know, you can't see God. So sometimes it's real hard, you know, like if you're not at the point where you're just like, Mm-mm. you know, sometimes it's like, okay, God, like I hear you, but this chocolate piece of work that or flesh is, <laughs> hmm, that's in trouble every time, right? It's right in front of me. Okay. And he taking me to dinner and he doing this and you know, my, my, you know, whatever it is that you feel like the person is doing for you, um, you will compromise that. And so then you end up putting God on the back burner. Mm-hmm. And so then God looking at you like, hmm, well, I get that you crying and you my daughter, so I'm going to comfort you. But really, you need to realize that you set yourself up for this. Right. Because I had already told you who you were. Mm-hmm. And then you went and got into a situation that represented the complete opposite of that. Right. And a lot of times we know, in like early on. Mm-hmm. Girl, we know. Like, like we got the big spotlight saying, no, turn left. And we like, no. Like, no, a- Lord. <laughs> I would definitely say my last relationship, child, we were together for two years. And I knew, like, in the first five months mm-hmm. that it was not okay. That's a long time to spend in a situation that's a hot mess. And so I really had to sit down and figure out, girl, why would you... Why are you like subjecting yourself to this craziness for so long mm-hmm. um, when God has told you differently? And so now I feel like because I really have spent that time with God, like ain't nothing penetrating this. Like, you know, like Brittany and I talked about before, like it's it's me and him, right. you know. And so you really got to be a representation of him to even come in. Mm-hmm. Like I can't compromise anymore because I, I know what that's like. <laughs> and let me tell you, talk about time wasted. Mm-hmm. You don't want to go back. So, yeah, it's definitely hard, but it can be done. Um, and it's easier said than done, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times for people, when we get to that point where we have done it, mm-hmm. you know, it's easy for us to tell people, like, just do it. Just do it. But 
this took a long time to get here, you know? Like, I'm 30, 30. It's not like I'm 20, you know? So how do you tell somebody, how does somebody embrace that? Especially, and I'll be, like, especially let's just say you. Like, you in this 30s where all people around you are getting married, they're having mm-hmm. babies, they're starting family, you just all there by yourself. And I'm not going to say like that, but how do you get somebody to embrace that? Because that's the, honestly, that's one of the the. Um, factors or confounding factors that make people stay in relationships they don't want to be that aren't healthy for them is because well, all my friends in relationships and I'm mm-hmm. only looking like the one who's not in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So they're like, okay, let me just be in this relationship, even though it's toxic. Yeah. It's not for me because everybody else around me in a relationship. Yeah. I think I just go relate to like the verse is like, you know, oh Lord, you know, what do I look for? My hope is in you. Mm-hmm. Like my hope is no longer in. A person because I know at the end of the day like I've had so many failed situations that I know like okay something isn't right what you know so I switch people something still ain't right so I get another person something still ain't right what's the issue the issue is I for me personally I'm taking God out of it and I feel like once I start focusing on him everything like he just did such a work in me that I don't focus on like that anymore like, I don't feel like, oh, like, I'm not in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just focused on, like, loving God, knowing his word, loving people. That's what's important to me mm-hmm. at this point. And so I'm a big, you know, Matthew 6, is my favorite, favorite scripture. Um, and so I've been trying to live by it for a very long time, and now I actually do live by it. But it's, you know, like, seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and, and everything else will be added to you. And so that's just my motto, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I really think it's self-discipline. That's a big thing that, you know, the Bible says that we need to have. You need to have it for anything, you know? Like, I'll tell the kids, have some self-discipline. You know, you know you're supposed to turn in your homework. You know you got to be to class on time, you know? Mm-hmm. You have a son. Like, you're going to try to teach him to have self-control, have self-discipline. And so we have to stop thinking that that only applies to, like, external things. Right. Like, it, it applies to your mindset, like, mm-hmm. what you accept in your life. And so... I don't know that there's like this, I can say like this is a magic formula to embracing it. It's just like you have to be sick and tired of being sick and tired, as they say. And also, <laughs> just from the from what I'm hearing you saying, mm-hmm. it almost appears like you definitely have to have a relationship with God. Yeah, yeah. That's like, it, it, that looks like one of the major things is because I feel like without your relationship with God, where do you... you you yeah. definitely can't you wouldn't even know where to start yeah and we've talked about that before too on the podcast just like for me I have to see God you know in terms of like being this you know obviously like I know that he's not physically here but he's always all around I have to feel like God is somebody that I'm accountable to every day and so for me at this point I'm more afraid of like being disobedient than I am of pleasing somebody on earth right so if it don't align with what i'm supposed to be doing i'm not doing it right period and you just have to get to that point where you realize like when you take the veil off your eyes and realize all this other stuff is just smoke and mirrors Mm -hmm. um and and we know that stuff doesn't feel good like we can seriously be in situations Mm -hmm. and like crying every night or arguing oh god like arguing every night you know just and, and you and you'll stay because the world has told us that you got to be with somebody. Mm-hmm. But you really got to be with somebody who cares about you. Right. That's true. And that's not care. Mm-mm. So, 
Yeah, it definitely is that relationship with God and the relationship with him and, you know, prayer mm-hmm. and just being very intentional will, will be a continuous reminder that, like, you, you are not alone. Um, I don't know. I just think it's really waking up that spirit inside of you mm-hmm. because I, for me, I don't even think, like, it's me personally being able to hold on. It's just, like, I fed my spirit so much that it's, like, it just reminds me every day that girl, you good. Yeah. Girl, you good. Like there's there's no loneliness loneliness. There's no emptiness. So you have your moments, but I think the difference is when you take God out of it, it's very hard to bounce back. Versus when he's in it, it's like you bounce back quick. You know, I could have like a thirty minute like, Oh, what was me? Then I'm like, girl, get up, put your makeup on, you know. That's right. Call somebody. And I think those some of those things that you say, you can put that to somebody who's married too. Yeah. I mean, you don't have the, I'm not going to say you don't have the option to leave, but that wouldn't be what God would want you to do unless, you know, he's beating you out here in these streets or right. something crazy like right, that. Right, right. Um, I think that one thing you, you, you mentioned earlier was about control. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that a lot of times we, we as wives, that's also another thing is that we still trying to control. control. Mm-hmm. And maybe... That control factor may even become from, you know, being in control of your home. Mm-hmm. You can't control people, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, I will tell all wives out there, rest assured that you need to find you some peace. My, um, the first lady, our first lady at my church, she always says, um, stay in peace, not in pieces. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love, I, I, I probably say that a lot because I feel like that is so important, your peace. You can't control anybody. The minute you you realize that you cannot control anybody, mm-hmm. take those words away from you. Right. You pray over your husband, you pray over your children, and you leave it there. Mm-hmm. Don't be looking at nobody. Let me tell you this, especially wives. You don't have to look for anything. Right. If it's going, if if you are supposed to know about it, I promise you, it's gonna knock at your door Girl. and say, "Hey, look at this." And you don't have to a, go looking for nothing. Right. It's I such a cliche. What's done in the dark will come to light, but it does every it single will. time. And then it's like I remember um, experiencing my last situation and just like praying to God. Like, girl, I was always praying to God to like reveal to me. <laughs> <laughs> and God was like, "Girl, I have." And I was like, but reveal to me. It's like they give you, he gives you signs, he gives you signs, and you keep overlooking it. Although you know, like, something ain't right. right. And so then it gets to the point where God is like, all right, like, I'm tired of doing this. Not a whole <laughs> thing got to come crashing down. And then you get in a situation, an incident that, like, really just breaks you down. And I'm just like, all oh, that didn't even have to happen if I would have just saw it the first time, you know, and mm-hmm. accepted it. So, yeah. Coming from a single person, let me just say this, okay, and say it clearly. If you follow God, then you don't have to follow man for anything. And so if you are in a situation that you know in your heart does not feel good or you have to question every day or every other day, should I be here? Should I do this? Or, Or you feel like you're trying to make the person do something or trying to make the person like... If you don't want to deal with that, don't deal with it. Right. Chunk up the deuce. And, you know, there are some women and males out there who do that very easily, mm-hmm. you know, and big ups to them. Like, right. I admire that. Right. And then there are some people who really struggle with just being mm-hmm. able to be like, I don't have to do this. Okay? And let me tell you what a drama-free life is like. 
it's real peaceful. Because <laughs> if I don't have to be, you know, searching your social media or getting my friends, you know, you know, your friends just look out for you. So your friends would be like, oh, I saw this. Let me screenshot this. This don't look right. You know, now you got to go have arguments. Look, if you don't got to have all that in your life, don't have it. That's right. Run. Run for the border right and now. I, and I will also say this. Especially to those who have children, mm. you have to. I think it's so so important. Number one is very be very intentional about some of the positive things that you let your children see in you and mm. the relationship you have. Um, especially if you have the um, both parents in the household, mm-hmm. I think it's so important because those kind of things are what children are. We end up growing up to think. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. if you have positive image. Of your father treating your mom like a queen. Yeah. Or if you have positive image as a son, like I have a son, of my husband treating me and respecting me, mm-hmm. then you want to grow up. And don't get me wrong, you always going to have the outliers. Right. <laughs> but They do win robe. Right. <laughs> but for the most part, they always come back to what they know. You know what I'm saying? And they value that. And so I think it's so important making sure that we're very intentional about intentional about making sure we raise our children mm-hmm. to be not to be godly children but not only that but to be respectful respect women respect men you know know your roles as far as what you're supposed to do as a wife what you're supposed to do as a husband i think mm-hmm. that's so important especially when you're raising them like i expect that my husband is telling my son this is what you're supposed to do for your wife mm-hmm. this is what you're supposed to do as a man of your home mm-hmm. you know as as the head you come right under God. Right. I think that's a that's a very high hierarchy. Right. So I think you people need to be able to lead, especially men. Mm-hmm. Men, in my opinion, have to get better at being leaders and taking their position. Right. I think that is so important. If if I came today and said, "You're the president of the United States," you it's important that you take that position and you hold that position. Right. I feel like sometimes men, and even sometimes women, we don't take our roles as seriously as God has given it to us. Mm -hmm. To the point where God has went in the Bible and said exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. I I remember when we were um, doing premarital counseling, and I was like, they always gave us like homework and stuff. And so I know we had to go read like basically what God said on marriage for the husband and what God said on marriage for the wife. And I was just like... If we just did all of these things, like God said, we wouldn't even have all these issues. Like, mm. literally, he speaks to everything. Mm. To the point where if your husband loved you like he loved the church, would you have any issues about looking through anybody's phone? Huh. He would love you so much, and his <laughs> love would be so awesome that you wouldn't even think about looking yeah. through his phone. Or creeping at night. Right. Leaving your job, trying to go exactly. see if they really, they car at home. Hmm. <laughs> Girl, yes. So, the the moral of the story is, you know, I think that you know you don't want people to call you crazy, but we do some some crazy things. Things, And although it's a reaction to negative behavior towards us, you know, it also shows a lack of self control and a lack of self esteem that you can go like you can go at any point. You have to show people how to treat you, right? You don't have to be there for anything, especially mm-hmm. if it doesn't align with God's word and who God says you are. If I'm a queen, I expect it to be treated as such, period. Not sometime, but all the time. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think this was just a good start of the conversation of how we have to check ourselves yeah. and get it together. 
mm-hmm. for ourselves and hold ourselves accountable because we always like you said like to the blame game mm-hmm. when he made me do this yeah. when she made me do that yeah and i wouldn't have did this if he wouldn't no 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 right we have to be accountable for the things that we do and um just like you know we we have to realize like we are worth more than we allowing people to make us feel like we're not right that's a great point to leave it on we are worth more we are worth everything um so put your crowns on kings and queens and we will be right back with the final thought hey guys if you like what you're hearing so far follow us on instagram at god and lemonade hit the like button and share it with some friends hey y'all it's ken here with the final thought so listen, we may all have been the crazy person in the room at some point in our lives, but it's important that we realize that it's never too late to take that crazy hat off and put our rightful crowns on. You know, if you are looking for love or or if you're in a relationship and you're wondering if it is love, make sure that you are defining love in the proper way. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8 says, Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes always perseveres. Love never fails. This is the standard, ladies and gentlemen. God, Jesus, that's love. And if you meet a person and they can't offer that to you, walk away. Remember in all that you do, God is in your details.